What's up, y'all? We have an exciting new partner to announce. The DNVR College Podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings is the official betting partner of DNVR, and they are bringing legal sports betting to Colorado. Before you know it, sports will be back, and it will be way more fun when you have some skin in the game. And the best way to get in on the action is with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. DraftKings, yes, that DraftKings, has launched an online sportsbook created by sports fans for sports fans. This isn't some offshore operation like, I don't know, other gambling sites. DraftKings is a legitimate sportsbook based right here in the U.S., so you can be confident that your funds are secure. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever. You don't even have to leave your house. Luckily for us, we don't even have to wait long for a major sporting event to bet on, with UFC returning to the Octagon this weekend for UFC 249 and NASCAR starting soon after. There are also sports futures bets that can be made right now, plus free pool survivor bets on TV shows like Chopped and Shark Tank and Evening Like the Weather. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code DNVR when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook has a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. Don't forget, enter the code DNVR and get your code sign-up bonus to up to $1,000 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus compromised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. What's up, guys? We are back with another edition of the DNVR College Pod. I'm Justin Michael. I cover the CSU Rams. I'm with Henry Chisholm. He covers the Buffs. And we're back, baby. It's been a couple of weeks. I'm glad that we get to get back into this. I've been missing it. I've had so many thoughts on so many college things. Most of them forgotten, so don't get your hopes up for this podcast. But uh, with like the draft going on, we've both been weirdly busy for what is going on in the world with no sports but now let's lock it in weekly it felt like kind of normal almost for kind of like seven days ten days there was like almost like sports were back and then as we know now we're back to the the normal quarantine life exactly i was just like stressed because i had so much work to do like just a very real normal type of stress instead of like my normal quarantine stress which is just like there's got to be something I can be doing right now, right? Like I shouldn't just be sitting on this couch. And and on that stress shift back to what I'm used to was kind of relaxing in a way. I feel like right now I'm just operating like it's like you either do like two days worth of work in like a three hour period or just like do nothing for 11 hours and then stay up till three in the morning working. It's my, my cycle is all screwed up right now. I came into the day with a perfect plan. I was going to wake up. I was going to write a thing based on some quotes I had. I was going to then put together the draft pod and publish that. Um, meanwhile, I was going to get all my laundry done and box up some stuff that I'm shipping out. And then like we had the TDSP at one and then a company meeting at two and then this. And then all of a sudden, just like laundry went poorly, like things just didn't go well. And then all of a sudden I'm sitting here 
It's four o'clock. I still have to do most of the things I came into the day needing to do. And it just all disappeared on me. And I don't know why. Well, Henry and I, we don't sound like very productive people right now. <laughs> most of the time we actually are. And as you guys actually heard in the, in the pre-read, we, we got some good news. We have a new partner. <clears throat> Jeez, got to clear my throat a little bit. DraftKings Sportsbook. I am so stoked. I'm so stoked to bet on sports, especially when they come back. But right now, man, I might bet on the weather just to like get the <laughs> kick, you know, like satisfy it a little bit. Yeah, well, I haven't had a chance to dig through all the stuff on there, though. But 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 what we've been hearing about what you can bet on is incredible. Just like TV shows you can be betting on. You can be betting on the weather. Like, I, I don't know. Like, there will finally be some emotion to my day, I think, is like the right word. Like, there's something that, like, I am excited about in the day and something that, you know, if it gets hot out and I bet on it being hot, I can get fired up about that. Or... I could be really disappointed and just having like some sort of emotional texture to your life turns out to be really important. You wouldn't have guessed though, if you hadn't been locked inside for two months, who would have thought, I think you kind of got to be a degenerate to bet on the weather in Colorado, just because that's like, (laughs) talk about a sucker's bet most of the time. Uh, Well, the worst part is like when you watch sports and you're betting on sports, like you can, you can bet on something, sit on the couch and watch it and like go through the whole experience. For me, like what? The forecast said 87 today. If I said it's going to be over 87, I, I don't even have a yard. I live in an apartment. Like I can't even go sit outside and watch it get hot and like root for it to get warmer. Like, like sit out there with my little thermometer all day because there's nothing to do with my life. That would actually be kind of a funny segment. Just like you and me sitting in Fort Collins and in, in Denver, like, looking at the sky with a thermometer <laughs> and like a stack of cash. It would be like $1 bills. Cause you and I are broke, but yep. Yep. Throwing $1 bills on the, at the concrete. Come on, baby. 85, 85. <laughs> yeah. I got the good hot sauce this week. So I don't have too much money to blow, but, uh, sometimes you got to treat yourself like hot sauce yeah. is one of those things. You don't want to skimp on it. It's, it's going to go on a oh. lot of things. Exactly. I skimped on the frozen burritos. There you go. A good hot sauce makes a bad frozen burrito at least salvageable. Exactly. Exactly. A little extra cheese on there. You're good to go. Ooh, see, that's a good idea. I don't, if you haven't noticed, I'm still just a big ball of stress. I did not have time to think about things such as extra cheese. That was like in between trying to like restore my computer and running around and all that stuff. Ugh. I think when you actually become a grown-up is when you realize that you can take frozen things and make them better with just simple household things. Like, take a frozen Mm. pizza, throw some garlic salt on there, some oregano, some Parmesan cheese. Bam! You're working with a pretty delicious pizza. You can actually tell the difference? I can. I don't know. I'm a... Maybe it's just in my head and I'm like telling myself, no, this makes it better. <laughs> but I think it actually does. And if other people need to try it and they can give us feedback. Yeah, I definitely need to try that too. Because I have plenty of frozen pizzas. That's type of stuff I'm living off of at this point. I miss Blake Street Tavern. I will tell you that right <sighs> now. I miss Blake Street Tavern. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm trying my hardest not to order. Because like today it's four o'clock and I'm like, I've had two of those little tiny frozen burritos. I, I haven't eaten anything else. I ate a Jolly Rancher. And then I realized I was chewing it super loudly during that meeting. And I was like, <laughs> I can't, I can't let anybody know that I am a Jolly Rancher chewer. Cause that, I don't know. 
I can't stop. That's a whole nother thing. We don't need to go down that road. But but then I'm like, okay, I could just get myself a big meal from Blake Street Tavern. I'm like, well, it's, would tomorrow be better? Because I'm sure I'm going to find a way to be more stressed out tomorrow and need a simpler meal tomorrow. I could really go for a green chili cheeseburger from BST oh, right now. Oh. That sounds so good. So big. Shout out to BST, by the way. Yes. Not, not just a Buffs hangout. I know it's a big place. Chris Fusier, big buff guy. But... It's a place for all sports fans. It is. It is. And including Michigan State fans, which if we're just trying to balance things out, that whole say I feel bad for Chris with the whole Mel Tucker thing and him he's also the home. Blake Street Tavern is the home for like 30 different like college teams or pro teams, their watch parties, all sorts of different stuff, including Michigan State. So it's like people are asking him, like, you have to kick these people out. And he's like, Well, we're not going to kick him out just because Mel left. Like these are good people who have been like good customers to me and good like friends for years. I can't just kick him out because Mel went to Michigan State and we don't want to see him. That would be a bad business decision, but a level of pettiness from a sports perspective that I could actually get behind. Like, yeah, objectively, <laughs> that would be a bad thing to do as another human being. But like yep. as a sports fan and just loves like pettiness in college sports, I'd be like, eh, he kind of has a point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like you could see it and you, which is why there were people who were like, oh, they better not be letting Michigan State in. And every time there's like a tweet, like, oh, Michigan State, they aren't happening all that often now. Like, oh, Michigan State basketball game. Everybody coming to Blake Street Tavern. I remember just seeing those replies and being like, oh, this, these poor, poor people. Oh, the, but do what you can support BST, support all your local establishments, honestly. Like, support the, support us. I want support, to put that out there. Uh, yeah, support DNVR <laughs> support, bar. Support me. Support Henry. Support yeah. Justin. I mean, this isn't this isn't a charity thing. Like we're not, but like if you want to, I mean, yeah, very true. It's only eighty four today. It was supposed to be eighty seven. Should put some money on that. Take the under. The under. That's right. Yeah, I don't know. I'm really excited though to get back to the DraftKings thing. Dude, I'm just stoked. Like, it's probably going to be bad for me financially because this was, I started to kind of get into sports betting this past season for the first time. I really was like betting on a lot of college basketball lines. Huh. And so that could be, it could be kind of risky because I'm, I'm not as smart as I thought I was. I'll just say that I learned that the hard way this past year. I know. Well, and I, I think what I'm best at is not picking winners, but coming up with ways that somebody could be a winner. Like I can talk myself into any team and, and it gets me into fights when somebody's just like, you know, the Bengals are just going to be garbage this year. I'm like, well, you know, they did add a couple pieces that defensive line. If Joe Burrow's decent, they have the receivers. Like you, there's a path to the playoffs there. And people are like, what the hell are you talking about? And then, but, but like you can talk to it dude, and that's sports is that there's always a path. And so I find myself, I would think that like, Oh wow, there really is that path for the Bengals. Maybe just in case. Let, let's just throw uh, the Bengals making the playoffs in there. B- Bengals, Bengals beating the Ravens once this season. I don't know, but, but something like that. And I'd totally be wrong. That's the content creator in you, man. <laughs> that is the content creator, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I feel like I could... Content, yeah. We should probably get into the, the content that oh, we're supposed yeah. to talk about. But It has been 10 minutes. It has been a little while. Okay, but let's let's jump into it. The NCAA denied the one-year transfer waiver, and I got to admit, I'm pretty surprised about this. I am too. I am too, um, especially with the momentum that was going on with some of the other stuff. Well, and really just with the NCAA 
overall. I mean, there's been this momentum toward um, just just the freedom of movement, like let players off or profit off themselves, like just let them be people. Let's let's cut some of these restrictions, because honestly, a lot of them really aren't all that necessary. That's why it is kind of weird. But at the same time, it's almost like a strategic thing. If you're the NCAA where you're saying, hey, this things keep moving in that direction and things probably should move in that direction. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't be fighting for our own interests. And that doesn't mean that if we let this pass now, then that moves up whatever the next thing to pass is by six months. If you know that's when they come back to this. Because this, you're, you're still just keeping this at the top of the order. This is the next thing that will get passed. It's just a question of when and then when we move on to whatever's next. Paying. Maybe the school's paying. Who knows? Definitely interesting. I don't, it, it kind of just seems like the NCAA had some like positive momentum, like kind of going off what you said there. Like it kind of seemed like they were going for that, like good faith with people. It was kind of like for a while they were like, like maybe they hired a really good PR specialist <laughs> finally or something. Or just they were like a PR specialist. Or just, yeah, just found anyone. Decided they, that was a good investment. They pulled out like the yellow books. Cause I got to imagine the people at the NCAA, they're not like using the internet. They're, they're pulling out <laughs> the phone book to find a PR specialist. And oh look at this guy. He worked for so-and-so in 1982. Anyways, he comes around and he's like, you guys should probably stop getting dragged on, well, basically everything you do ever. Mm-hmm. But yeah. as we saw, they, they, made, they made the decision to deny it. I do wonder how much of the, the one and done went into it. Maybe they're just going to like wait a year. Maybe this comes back on the table. They just want to see like, maybe they think there's going to be less transfers because of that. I mean, obviously that's only basketball. Yeah. Well, and it's just, it's such a weird move. And then they did have that momentum going and maybe they thought that pushing this out um, when they're still doing the NIL thing, having these two bits of news that are definitely on opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of what people are going to think about the NCAA, but dropping them so closely together, maybe that's the strategy. You say, guess what? You, you expect us to shoot everything down. We went 500 here. So, you know what, or maybe people don't even notice, but at the same time, like there has been this push, especially, you know, that there was the story about Trevor Lawrence starting his own, uh, GoFundMe, something like that to, uh, help people who were affected by the coronavirus. Um, that was shut down. And as it was shut down, I think their reporting was, well, it was shut down because of NCAA rules that prohibit that sort of thing. Um, but then there was a second wave that was like, oh no, this is just Clemson shutting it down. And obviously the reason Clemson has to shut it down is because it has to comply with the NCAA rules. But, but even those little things, it seemed like the media was even willing to spin things in that, in, in that time frame toward anti-Clemson instead of anti-NCAA. And I think that that was a product of this momentum that has been uh, started by the NCAA and also maybe killed by this decision. It's just so weird. I mean, they always keep us on their toes. So good for them. Like we will always have things to talk about when it comes to college sports because (laughs) every decision they make is controversial, whether it's good or bad. Like there's always a debate to be had. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, uh, I'm always going to say the the fewer rules you can get, the better. I mean, because it's just going to make everything simpler, smoother. So if you can take three rules and figure out that there's like a way to just make them one and take out some of the stupid little details that seem to be confusing and then you just cut out all the loopholes, it actually does create a pretty fair playing field where people know what to expect. And 
when you look at it, that there's it's so clear that that is not what they're doing with these transfers. When you have one set of rules for most of college athletics and a different set of rules for the rest of the 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 honestly the one two three four five six I think this is it five or six sports that uh, that uh, make the most money men's and women's basketball football baseball men's hockey I think that's it I think, I think it's that's five. it yeah five so yeah I mean like it's just something like that where you could say you know what let's just have everybody play by the same rules and simplify this because obviously there's some something weird going on here if we have a different set of standards for half of the people that we have um, honestly building all of what the NCAA is about anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's a nuanced conversation like this, the people that, that want to villainize the NCAA, I get it. They don't have a lot of, uh, they don't have a lot going well for them as far as the track record goes. But like you said, I mean, at the end of the day, they are trying to look out for their best interests. So like I, when you try to look at it from that perspective, like you're, they're, trying to protect sports but i don't know just it's it's a hard sell from a pr standpoint it is uh, i mean just I'm because trying. we have so much more information yeah you know like like I, I do feel like people are closer to student athletes now than they were before i think that a lot of people know somebody who is a student athlete somebody who is impacted now obviously we work in sports and we're really close to sports and so that kind of makes it tough and it makes me kind of trust my judgment about how people are interacting with sports just because it's been changing for me so much in these last like few years but it does seem like people want to be closer to student athletes and they are listening to what they have to say um, they're following them on twitter and and when you do that you realize that these are people and that they're people who could have in some cases thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars but instead that money is going to something else and typically a pretty big corporation it's where that all ends up like or the ncaa maybe somehow like maybe maybe the people who would have gotten the sponsorships with steven montez last year decided they just donate that straight to the buffs the buffs are going to spend it in the right way as we trust them to but at the same time should that be going at least a little bit more of it to the student athlete it is a debate to be had, and we are going to get into that image and likeness in a oh, little yeah. bit here. But I, I, I just think the thing that surprised me about it is there were so many people publicly supporting this that were like big in college sports. I mean, I had Nico Medved on the Rams pod a couple weeks mm-hmm. back, and he basically said, "I'd be you know shocked if it gets denied," and he's like, "It's not if, it's when." So. Even if it did get denied this year, you know, that was kind of my point that I was trying to get to earlier and just didn't really say it very eloquently. Like, it is going to happen eventually because the there's so much public support for these student-athletes, like you're saying. But right now, NCAA, they, they flexed one more time, at least. At least. I, it, the players just need a union, is what it comes down to. I mean, when, when they have no say over anything, they have no control over anything, uh, that's when things get tough. And I know we're getting the NIL stuff, and this is kind of tied to that, but but they're the players who are going to the G League instead of going to the NCAA. And, and now that there is an option for basketball players, they aren't just stuck listening to whatever the NCAA says because it's the only option. There's actually a market 
for 18 year old basketball talent. And, and before there was just a total monopoly of, by the NCAA and, and that I don't think it's necessarily forcing their hand that that's why they made the decisions, but down the road, especially if the NFL decides to get its own version of the G league together, bring back NFL Europe. Uh, the next time there's an XFL or an AFL, they make it a minor league system for the NFL. You Which know, they that's totally should. Get that's like, they, that's they a totally segment should. we should talk about some other time, but that's definitely that's to- totally something the NFL should do. Definitely. And when they do, it will put a lot of pressure on the NCAA to, 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 convince student athletes to play for the NCAA. You know, all of a sudden the NCAA has to woo the student athletes, which is the way it should be because they're talented. They have talents and they should profit off of those or at least have another option, at least one other option. Well, and beyond that, they're human beings like everybody else going to college, you know? I mean, I understand you have to have some guidelines in place. And that's kind of one of the things Medved talked about. If you do approve this one year transfer, which, or the immediate transfer, which eventually down the line, I do think it'll happen, even though they, anyways, if they do (laughs) approve it, maybe you have some type of deadline. Like you have to transfer during a certain period because the coaches do have to have some sense of like what the roster is going to look like. It can't be just like a total free for all. Like, you know, you're going into fall camp and then all of a sudden the Buffs quarterback's like, uh, I'd rather go to USC. Yeah. Yeah. And and that would be on the table. I mean, uh, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that they, they'll have to figure out, but I think they can. And I think that, you know, if this were a negotiation, which it isn't because there's no union for the players, then the NCAA could say, you know what? Here's what we can give you. We can we can let you transfer and not have to sit out a year, but we also need to make sure that everybody's transferring within the same time period. There's if if you're already in college, you have to transfer by the start of summer. Otherwise, you're ineligible for the season just because we need to be able to plan that way. Like we'll let you get through spring ball. If you don't get the job, then you can head out. Whatever. But but again, you can't give them your what we want and what you want. Look, it's best for all of us in the end because there is no union. The NCAA just gets to decide by themselves what is best for everybody. But that's exactly why like they will always fight a union or the concept of a union mm-hmm. to the bitter end. I mean, Ken Coulter from Northwestern, you know, tried a couple of years ago. Cherry Creek High School alum, actually. Oh, Shout I didn't out know that. Local pride. Oh, yeah. I got to watch him huh. play a couple of times. Was really a really exciting player, but. I don't know. I just, I don't know if the NCAA will ever fully give up that power. You know, I do think they'll concede some stuff just from a, for a PR perspective, but exactly. As long as there's like nothing forcing them to, they're just going to, you know, keep the status quo. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. All right. Let's move on and talk about the NCAA image and likeness. So we, we we're keeping things fair. You know, we, we went a little hard on them there. They did give us a little bit here. The NCAA's top governing body said that it supports a proposal to allow college athletes to sign endorsement contracts and receive payment for other work, provided that the schools they attend are not involved in any other payments. Was this surprising to you? No, it wasn't. Um, 
it, but also in the same way that it wouldn't have been surprising if the one year transfer window or what, what transfer waiver passed because like, duh, you know, that one seems almost like more realistic than this, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I think so too. Um, but, uh, for, for the CSU fans who might not know, or if you guys are not fans of any of, I guess if you're just not fans of Colorado, Rick George, the athletic director at Colorado is on the NIL committee. So since football season, he's been in all those conversations with whatever a dozen or less other people trying to decide what this rule will look like. And I don't, I mean, we haven't really gotten the full details. Um, we've gotten kind of the gist of it though. Like there's there likely won't be a cap on how much a player can earn. You know, we have gotten some of those details, but we haven't heard exactly what the kind of the system is like and what the checks are and what, you know, where exactly are they going to restrict this type of stuff? Um, but because we've been hearing from Rick George, you know, he told us a couple of weeks ago on a conference call that he was, uh, or that this meeting was going to happen and they were like, we're maybe expecting a resolution. I don't know. He would never said anything that clear and direct that it was going to get in eighties. They got a, he, it, it wasn't like he could put it out there. Like this is happening. Exactly. But, but he can't say, yeah, we're, we're meeting again in two weeks and uh, we're excited about those meetings. And then he planned a conference call for, was it the, was yesterday the day after? So yeah, it would have been a conference call for the day after it was announced with the media again, which, you know, makes sense. That's how you play it. It's politics too. Nicely done. And I, I, I do have a, some admiration for Rick George. I think he does a good job. I know that's not what the CSU folks always want to hear, but. Well, I think you can, I think you can say like, oh, that guy sucks, but also he's good at his job. Is that fair? Like, I think that's uh, totally, but that's a lot of people in this business, especially, you know, that's true. Something as political as being an athletic director. It's yeah. You're, also, never Rick, gonna, you're never going to win it over everyone. And Rick George does not suck. I just want to make sure that's clear. But yeah. Way to cover yourself there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I realized that that could sound like I was saying, but no. Great guy. Make a podcast teaser and that's, a, that's just it. Henry. Rick George sucks. Henry Chisholm. He's, he's good at his job. He sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but no. I don't know. I, I I like him. I've had a great time with him. I really like that I've gotten to the point where uh, he says my name when he answers my questions. Um, oh yeah, that's that, always great. Exactly. Like that's a moment, you know, the first time that it does it like, like it's going to be the same thing with Carl Durrell. As soon as we have time together, like probably like week two of the season, he's going to be like, Oh, Henry, good question. And I'll be like, yes, Henry. So that's how you know you're in. So he did just give me that bump in like the last couple of months. And so, I mean, maybe he's riding off it, but no, he doesn't suck. My man's Hank on the rise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say I should I should mention that Joe Parker is always very very polite very good to me as well even came on the Rams pod once so mm, shout out make that happen shout out to JP for doing that I really appreciated it Damn. I felt like it was necessary we said a lot of nice stuff there about yeah. George <laughs> couldn't just like completely leave him in the dark also there. there's a guy in Fort Collins with that job just saying just just <laughs> saying uh, what do you think of the name image likeness thing. I mean, honestly, there are two things that come up when, whenever I think of image likeness. And obviously, number one, as a, as a native, it's Jeremy Bloom and how he was impacted. And it's just a disappointment. I mean, he was such an electric college football player. And he just got totally screwed in this situation. Mm-hmm. Now, all these years later, the NCAA is finally, you know, kind of do right by these student athletes. But 
sucks for him. I did see he put a tweet out about it, basically like kind of taking a shot, but being like, shout out to the student athletes. Mm-hmm. He did it in like a polite but respectful way. I should have pulled it up, but good to him <laughs> for that. Good. And then, you know, the other thing that obviously comes to mind is when are we going to get NCAA football back? Dang it. Like, it's <sighs> obviously not going to be soon. It'll take some time. Yeah. But two years, three years, five years. I'm so. You know, the thing is, like, this this doesn't make that allowed. Like, it'd still be against the rules for it to happen. And and that's what everybody's been talking about. It's like, oh, this don't don't get your hopes up, everybody. NCAA football isn't coming back. But at the same time, we are closer than we were a year ago. That's my point. Like, I yeah, we didn't we didn't get there yet. But mm-hmm. if you're if you're letting them make money. I guess it's just because it has to do with it can't be like related to the institutions, but yeah, because the ins- the institutions would profit like they can't have like their advertisements together, the team and the player, whatever. And and so if you're putting all the players in the game, then you're paying them for that. You're paying the school to use the logos and the stadiums and get all the licenses and that kind of stuff. But again, how simple would it be for the NCAA to say? Actually, there's an exception. Yeah, We're can just you not make one an... exception for <laughs> one of the most popular video games of all time? Oh, well, actually, it wasn't so... because if it actually was, they wouldn't have stopped making it. But that's not a conversation we need to get into. Do you think they could actually get all of the players onto the game, though? Why not? Well, do you think any of the players would say, no, we want more money? I mean, obviously, that's a possibility. There's so many players, so the odds that one mm-hmm. would want a few, probably, I guess, just yeah. statistically speaking. But, I mean, I've asked a lot of players this question over the years. You know, like, would you rather have the game exist and not make a dime from it, but still, you know, get to play as yourself on the game? And I've never had a single player be like, no, I want the money. And I think part of that comes from a recognition that it's not like the players would make that much money off these games. Yeah, I agree. But at the same time, if you're saying, okay, we're, we're starting it up. We have the game built. We just need to import the players. We have two months now to get all the players uh, signed up into this. Here's what we're doing as EA. We're going to say 500 bucks a piece. We're going to give you all that much money. And uh, we're not going to negotiate. You either take it or you leave it. Um, but then, but then a guy like Trevor Lawrence could say, I'm going to be the best player in the game. I am the reason a lot of people are going to want to play this game. You got to give me more. You got to give me at least 3000. You got to give me at least 10,000. Well, there's probably a conversation like if you're the cover athlete, you know, if they're like on the main page in like the graphics featured in that type of stuff, Ooh, yeah. you know, maybe you make more, maybe they find a way. But then, you know, maybe they just have like a base, like for everyone else, you know, five, you get 500 bucks. Sorry. There are some prominent players that probably feel like they can make more, but the counter is they can go make more other, you know, elsewhere with other opportunities. If they're that important, ah, it's difficult because it's true what they, what they probably are entitled to versus like what I would want them to sacrifice just to make this game happen. That's probably not very fair on my part. <laughs> but I want the game. I know, me too. But at the same time, if, if you're Trevor Lawrence and you know that they they will get everybody else signed up, how do you not say, hey, EA, this is going to look terrible for you if you have everybody signed on except for the best player in college football. You got to give me more. I have all the power here. And then I guess like after like two, three years of those negotiations of EA just consistently said, 
no, we're not giving in. Then, then everybody would realize that really is just take it or leave it. But for that first bit, I mean, it could get ugly. For sure. But the counter would also be even an athlete as popular as Trevor Lawrence. Do you really want to be the guy that prevents NCAA football from coming back? Because that's a selfish decision. I have, I'm, you des- he, de- he would deserve it. I'm not saying he wouldn't deserve the money. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you got to sacrifice a little bit for the greater good. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, God, I sound like an NCAA spokesperson there. right I now. I just I want the video game back so bad. I'm like talking myself into this. <laughs> Force it all. Like as soon as they sign their uh, letter of intent, somewhere in there, it should say you are agreeing to your name, image, and likeness being used by EA, and you get two hundred dollars for it a year. I don't know what they actually wanted to pay, but from what I've you know read over the years, it sounded like EA always wanted to pay the players. It just wasn't an option. Yeah, and again, if you're EA that is the best thing that we could be saying about you right now. And so you would probably get your PR team to make it look like you were doing everything you could to take care of the players because you're going up against the NCAA, which is the bad guy in terms of all of this kind of stuff. And I don't think that they were just totally blind to that fact. And so some of that is a bit over the top, but, but I mean, as soon as if EA does say, we're going to make a big push to make this happen. I mean, they could totally do that. They could just totally go to war in the court of public opinion and then just say, hey, we're the good guys. NCA is the bad guys. We will do whatever it takes to bring this back. We just need them to give us some sort of exception here. We want to work. If they just threw that out there publicly, everybody would just eat the NCAA alive. Oh, you're so right. Maybe uh, or maybe we need some competition. Maybe we need like 2K to get involved or something. I don't know. Somebody. Yeah. Make this happen, people. I'm gonna the- I'm, I wanna stand on the table. This is my Oh, I'm drawing a blank on the, I completely ruined this. This would have been a somewhat funny joke. Oh, oh captain, no. my captain. Oh, Justin. Whatever. <laughs> We're moving uh, on. Henry, tell us about Manscaped. Oh, uh, it can do pretty much whatever you want. You grab their lawnmower 3.0. It'll cut. You. Well, I've used, have I used, I have not used it on armpit hair or arm hair. Actually, I haven't used it on my arm hair either. So I cannot vouch for armpit hair, arm hair. I can say I've used it on, all of the other places where I do grow hair, toe to top of my head. Actually, no, I did get touched the top of my head a little bit. Mostly worked with the sides. But that lawnmower 3.0 just worked for everything. And uh, you wouldn't guess. Like, like my whole goal for my aesthetic is for people to look at me and say, actually, nothing. I don't want them to say anything. I don't want them to like think about what I'm wearing, what I look like, any of that. I just want to be like, I just want to blend in. And be, people just be like, oh, that's, of course, Henry's doing it. Like, that's, you know, I don't want him to think like, oh, what a haircut. I wonder how he decided to do this. And the Lawnmower 3.0, all those products just make it so easy to just have like a pretty just normal amount of hair. It's a good I, way to put it. Yeah. I kind of just started talking there and I kind of like where it ended. <laughs> Yo, it works kind of well. Make sure though, you use the code DNVR20 for 20% mm. off your order. And I will throw out there, there are other products Folks, this might be TMI, but they have this ball deodorant. It's, it's incredible. It's it's otherworldly. Like, you know, guys, if you're sitting around, you're playing a lot of video games, even if you're not active, sometimes you need something down there to stay fresh. This is this is the this is the solution. Not active works on a couple different levels there. 
Uh, but, <laughs> but uh but uh yeah no seriously like when rk first said like you guys gotta check out this ball deodorant it's a crawl i was like yeah your balls don't smell congrats bud but then but then i actually started using it and it really is a game changer like you it's just like lotion then just boom all day you don't even think about your balls and for well, me again like, like when i think about that aesthetic thing i don't want to think about my balls exactly that's the thing is it's it's smooth it's refreshing but it's not like so overwhelming, like like you said, you know, you don't want it to be like a sensation or something like that. No, like, that would that be would be weird. That would be That'd weird. Be and Manscaped weird. would be known for like being a different sort of company. Right <laughs> now, they're just our bro down the street, and that's all we want. That's all we want. Yeah. Shout out to Manscaped. Get yours. DNVR 20, 20% off. And free shipping. And free shipping. Always clutch. I hate paying for shipping, man. It's like a totally fair thing to ask. <laughs> But screw it. I know. Uh, it's just so weird how that has changed and like the amount of time that I've been capable of buying things online. Amazon, like, man. Just going back to high school. Yeah. Like as soon as I got prime and I got used to not paying for shipping, now whenever I have to pay for it, I'm just like, no. And then what I do is I'm like, oh, I have to pay for shipping. Might as well pay for the good one. Exactly. But the counter <sighs> is the only time, like if I'm buying from like a small company or like, you know, a local, something like that. Mm -hmm. I'll pay for shipping. I'm not going to complain. But when it's like a large corporation or something like, I can't remember, I ordered some furniture, I can't, like Ikea or something. And it was, I had to pay for shipping. I was like, come on, man. Yeah, You're everywhere. Like, you should be best friends with FedEx or UPS and have incredible rates so that you're able to just give this all to us. Like, Do what Amazon you. does. Like, just be like yeah. them. But yeah, like, not from a social biggest. standpoint, but you know. Oh, yeah. Convenience I, standpoint. Do we like Amazon? I can never remember. It seems like it, it's all back and forth. Whether we're supposed to, be I'm, I'm not Jeff smart Bezos enough. I don't want to. Exactly. I don't want to say something that like gets me ratioed on Twitter. That's fair. That's he fair. Seem, he seems like kind of a dick. I think that's kind of fair to say. But again, like if I had money, I would probably be an even bigger dick. Yeah, like I'd I mean, be the worst if I had money. That's just being realistic. Yeah. Like, I don't think I'd be like. I mean, I'd it's still care about people, but like. Man, I'd be flexing all the time. I don't know. I think I think for like the next week until we do this again, we should both just go through our daily lives and think like, if I had money, would I have been as nice to that person as I just was? I hope so, man. But like, that just seems like not very realistic, you know? Yeah. I'm hoping the answer all the way through is just yes, but maybe it's just time to go check. <sighs> We're going to lie to ourselves, dude. We're going to be like, oh, <laughs> I'm a good person. No, it wouldn't Probably. change me at all. Or who Probably. knows? Maybe it'd make us even better people. You know, maybe we'd be giving away money. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what's going to happen. At the end of the week, I'm going to come back and be like, oh, actually, I'm now broke. I gave like 500 bucks to like this, this lady who was walking down the street because I was pretending I was rich. Yeah, dude. Let's let's wrap it up. Let's let's just call this a podcast. But before we do, we do want to tease one thing. Um, oh, yeah. We're going to do an NFL draft with Rams and Buffs players. So I, it'll probably only be like, Here's, I guess it's not an NFL draft. How, how exactly? So we're going to go through the decades. We're going to start with the 2010. So I have any chance of building a decent team. And basically the pool of players is all Buffs and all Rams from the last like 10 years. And Justin and I will draft our own teams, just alternating picks. We should expand it to 20 years. 
to 20 years okay yeah. let's do 20 years oh or like also, go back to 2000 or something yeah like yeah let's do that's it. 20 years i guess shout out to uh steve van deest for the idea by the way oh yeah Big props always, to got, him. always got to shout out the idea man yeah, and if you guys have any other ideas for this kind of stuff too, I mean, if you guys haven't noticed, Justin and I are just kind of trying a bunch of stuff and throwing it against the wall and having a lot of fun. If we, you have things that you want us to try, be like Steve and DM me on Twitter. Do it. We got to <laughs> up our engagement. We want to get the people involved. We're gonna, we got to like come up with a contest or something. But if you have, you know, Bucks and Rams players since 2000, send them our way. Make the case why they should be on the team. If your response is good enough, we'll read it on the pod next week. We do need to establish one thing right now, though. Is it going to be like, we're both drafting Rams and Buffs? Yeah. Because I think that's more interesting than just me picking CSU players and you picking CU players. Yeah, because I would not have to study at all and my team would win, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I could could just take whatever quarterback I wanted for the last 20 years. On the Buffs? Woo! I mean, clat, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. We'll save it. I mostly just wanted to throw some shade. Also, I'm really excited for sports to be back when uh, the Buffs and Rams will be playing in something every week. You know, wouldn't that be nice if even if they're playing this September? Knock on wood. Yeah. Even like the soccer games, the volleyball games, like having this podcast together, we will have some, uh, some stuff riding on those. Oh, dude, we'll have to do some like inner show bets. I mean, we'll keep it fun. Like, we're not going to cut our hair or anything, but maybe cut each other's hair. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, head hair only. Um, Yeah, I think that's all my thoughts for the day. I think that's all of my thoughts for the day, too. Sorry, we got kind of weird at the end there. <laughs> that got really But weird. not really. I'm not. I mean, you're listening. So that's on you. We will be back next week with more of this. Shout out to everybody that listens. Shout out to everybody that subscribes. Make sure you're checking out WGT. Make sure you're checking out the DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure you're drinking Breck Brews. Make sure you're doing all those fun things. Peace, love. I don't know. I'm so bad at ending podcasts. Yeah. Eventually, you just have to stop talking. There you go. Oh, I... Khakis wearing graphic tees, feeling way too trendy. Raps that kill. Oh, I'm deadly, primed and ready like machetes at a deli in New Delhi. Feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli. Turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. The water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys. Like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly like non from.